Hello, I'm Lainey Meredith, and this is Lunch with Lainey, the time where we kick back, have a snack, and talk about the goodness of God. Lunch with Lainey, episode two. So I'm so pumped and overjoyed, and I just really want to say a quick thank you to all the people who have supported in whatever way that might be. Um, If you've texted me, if you've called, if you've commented, um, or even if you've just listened, and even even if you hated it, you gave me a view or a listen or whatever. So I truly appreciate just like everybody's support. Um, I really like I was saying in the first episode. I'm just doing this because I want to, um, I want to share the gospel and I want to, I want to give glory to God. So I was not really doing this at all for listens or a lot of, you know, whatever you call it, but I really am, um, appreciative of those and I'm super thankful for the, all the people who are in support. So without further ado, I want to introduce one of my, um, Dear friends, this person has been beside me for a lot of things throughout this year and has always been one of the most encouraging people and definitely someone who lifts you up but also um, speaks truth into your life. And for that reason, I am super grateful to have him as a friend. So this person is Isaac Frank. (laughs) Okay, Isaac, so... We went to McAllister's today, and um, my good friend Maddie and uh, Isaac's girlfriend, too, came with us, and so we all had a good little lunch with Lainey. So, Isaac, tell us what you had today at McAllister's. What was your order of choice? (laughs) You know, I went big, and to um, a lot of people who know me, this may come as a surprise, but um, I just went with the plain turkey sandwich oh the classic turkey can't beat it <laughs> just the just the turkey and bread yeah me and isaac both have a little bit of a picky bone in our bodies so oh. <laughs> thanksgiving sometimes you get uh that brutal criticism of <laughs> yeah i'm used to it yeah <laughs> we're warriors what, what can you say so um isaac right now is a student at boys right that's right well technically i guess you just kind of are you are you done or are you wrapping just, things up? I just finished up my first full year. Yeah, so that is uh, super commendable because, and I didn't know this, but boys, maybe my school is just slow on the roll, but I didn't think um, schools finished before Thanksgiving. So that's a super cool thing too to be able to like be with your family and and not have the overhang of finals yeah. down yeah. your back and everything. So. So tell me about, like, um, how have you enjoyed Boyce this semester, and how long have you, how long have you been at Boyce? Yeah, I just finished my first, my second semester, second so my semester. first full year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, how did you, because you weren't going to Boyce, so how did that come about, and how did the Lord kind of uh, guide your heart and, and direction that way? Yeah, so... Uh, after I graduated high school, I was kind of at a standstill for a long time. Um, I guess about three years or so. Um, and after we went on that mission trip. Yeah, to Africa. Uh, to Africa, yeah. And I came back. Um, at first I was 
interested in the military, um, and I was going to go that direction. Yeah. Um, God closed that door, um, and I began searching different options, looking at where I could get a full-time job, just looking to progress. Yeah. Um, instead of staying in that standstill, I guess you could put it. When you say standstill, do you mean like a spiritual standstill or like a mental standstill or just kind of like all of the above? Yeah, it was definitely all of the above. I was just um, working a part-time job at UPS um, and then that was about it. I did that during the night and then there wasn't much else I was really doing or involved in and so I was at this um, standstill all around, just stagnant and not progressing in anything. Yeah. So how did the Lord, um, in the midst of that standstill, how did he show you the light? So after the, after God closed the door on, um, the military deal, um, my grandma mentioned something about boys. Um, but I didn't really see a use or a purpose. Like, what am I going to go to yeah. Um, voice for. But I took it into consideration. After looking into it, I was kind of like, that's something I would like to do. And I want to emphasize the I part because that's something <laughs> I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and it sounded good to me. But I didn't want to go or attend if it wasn't what God was calling me to do. I didn't want in that moment to um, do it because I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I began looking at a um, full-time job working at a construction company and it's not something I was super interested in but it was better than um working just a part-time job and yeah. like I said I was tired of that standstill mm-hmm. um do you think your job kind of like emphasized the standstill just going in clocking in clocking out the same thing every day yeah I feel like a routine yeah it was just a every like I knew what I was doing every day it was the same thing every day it's like a cycle you couldn't shake yeah yeah I knew something had to change so like I said I went and um looked at a construction job and I didn't really truthfully want it but it was something to get me out of that standstill yeah um a bridge (laughs) (laughs) And I, I prayed about it because I was a little devastated that I, I took it into consideration without even wanting it. Um, but I wanted, I, I just wanted to do in that, I know in that time I wanted to do what the Lord called me to do. Whatever that was, I was willing to do it. If it was working a full-time job, I was more than willing to do it. Yeah. If it was attending voice, I was more than willing to do it. And I remember um, going to work going to work that night and I was just praying and I was like, God, I've seen you close doors before. Yeah. Um, I've witnessed you closing a door in my life before. Um, so if taking a construction job is what you want me to do, then that door will be open and I can walk through it. But if this door closes, however that may look and I'll do it, whatever it is, I'm willing to take that step and take that leap. And the next day I check back in um, with the construction job, and there was absolutely no spots open. Wow. There was no way that I could have even got on, and yeah. I kind of looked at that as like my closed door, like, okay, that's yeah. it. God, I know where you're leading me. I know where you want me to go, and I'm ready to do it. Yeah. What was your thought process when you 
went back the next day and found that out. Like, were you just totally like, oh my gosh? Because sometimes we pray about things and then are so shocked when God gives us a clear answer. Yeah, I, I was very shocked, yeah. but I shouldn't have been because yeah. I've seen, I've seen and I've seen God answer prayers and do things that only God could do that no human could um, ever do. Um, and so coming back to that, it it was a little bit of a shock, um, but only because it was something that only God could do and only a prayer that yeah. he could answer. Yeah. So after that, did you enroll in voice? Did you talk to, like, what was the process after that? Yeah, it was kind of um, talking, um, explaining things to um, my parents and explaining things to people because it sounded crazy. Yeah. Um, Because isn't there, wasn't there a hurdle as far as, you know, UPS, tuition, voice? Yeah, so if you, if you... Work night shift at UPS, they'll pay 100% if you go to U of L or JCTC. Yeah. <laughs> and that was definitely an opportunity I could have taken advantage of. Um, but to enroll in another school, they only pay part of your tuition. And so there was a little bit of financial concerns mm-hmm. and um, just small hurdles like that. And so trying to explain it like, I know you think I'm crazy. I know this sounds weird. But I've prayed about it, and and here's what I feel like the Lord is leading me to do. Yeah. And I'm ready to run, run through the door of obedience yeah. through that. That's so. awesome. That's awesome, man. So since being at Boys So, you've officially done your first year. I have. Boom, baby. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that first year. Like, what has been the the lows, the highs, what has God taught you through this season of, uh, of boisness? <laughs> Tell me about that. So one of the big reasons, um, or one of the reasons in general that I wanted to go to Boyce was also the community. Yeah. Um, and I've loved, um, being a part and being around people who, um, desire and have a passion for what I have a passion for as well. And that's the Lord. And, um, Mm -hmm. um, that's been a super encouraging thing to be a part of. Um, so I guess that's one of the highs. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Another thing I've really liked is, um, just the classes I've gotten to take. I don't feel like you have to go to seminary or go to Boyce to educate yourself on theology but I've enjoyed having um, professors and teachers who have studied this for many years and studied these things for many years and um, and and hear what they have to say and hear their teachings on yeah um, things. So. So what's been your favorite class so far? Like out of last semester, this semester, whatever. What what was your like? Just man, really loved it. Yeah, so I've taken so there's two that come to mind. Okay. Um, one was rougher than the other. So my, okay. The, <laughs> Tell my, me the rougher one. The the rougher one was pastoral leadership and ministry. Mm. That one was rough because I wasn't quite ready for yeah. <laughs> what was going on. Ready um, for all that. I wasn't ready for that. Um, but hindsight, looking back after the semester, I was super privileged and grateful to um, be in that class as a. Um, first semester student, 
Yeah. Um, even though I did some things out of my comfort zone or um, wasn't quite ready for um, what the class was preparing me for, yeah. Um, I look back and I'm super grateful that I got to be a part of that class and um, learn and be a student of that professor. Um, he was super wise and helpful and just a godly, godly man. And a good professor really just makes all the difference. It like, sure does. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be a good class too. Like, even if you're not called to be um, in pastoral leadership because it's like, hey, you might not be called to this, but this is what a good pastor looks like. This is what a good leader looks like. And it helps you understand like, and be more aware of who am I... Um, like, who am I following right now? Are they, do they have the right qualities that the Bible is telling me they should? Yeah. I feel like that would be helpful, you know? Yeah, he did awesome um, making those things clear. Yeah, yeah. So what was one of the things that you learned from that class that you may be, uh, wisdom that you didn't have before going in? Yeah, I think one of my big takeaways from um, that class in particular was um, just how to, the importance of loving people better. Mm. Um, that's not something I was always um, good with. But the importance and the biblical importance of just loving people. Yeah. Because um, it's not a suggestion, right? No, it's not. <laughs> um, and it's not always easy either. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of my big takeaways was how to love better, how you can love better, ways to love better. Yeah. Um, and and just the important, the biblical importance of it. Yeah. I was reading in 1 Peter 3, um, and it starts with, it's like a, a section. And that first, that first section where, um, I think it's verse 9, says, Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. And in a different version, um, it says giving a blessing. And so when I was reading that, I kind of thought about it because like sometimes we give ourselves a big old pat on the back just for not repaying evil for evil and just being, you know, uh, stagnant. Like just, okay, well, she did me dirty and or he did me dirty and I'm not doing them dirty for that back Way to go me, you know, but the Bible tells us to go above and beyond that call of not just not doing anything about it. It actually says when someone does that, when they give you evil, you give them a blessing. And I was like thinking about that. And man, you know who was like the prime example of that? Jesus Christ. We have offended a holy God still he has gone above and beyond and and mercifully um, blessed us with this this new birth, being reborn, um, showing the light of the gospel to us, opening our eyes and allowing us to be with him and, um, you know, be able to not just have life, but have life more abundantly and eternally and live this one and the next with him. And so I really feel like um, God is is the 
so many times it's like you read the Bible and the way that they're telling you to live can be immediately just traced back to who God is and what he's done for us, you know, because he's the perfect example of this, not just paying back evil for evil, but for the believer, he has given an extreme blessing and and gone above and beyond. And so because of that, we are, you know, God, the, the word says, be holy for I am holy. We follow Christ's example. And so if, if God has done this for us, this is how we need to be to others. This is our, uh, opportunity to display who Christ is by showing people, you know, you're going to do me dirty, but I'm going to, um, give you a blessing. I'm going to do good because that's what my God has done for me. And I really feel like that is a true form of that love that you're talking about because it's easy to love those who love you. You know, I think it's in the gospels where it says, um, basically if you, if you love those who love you right back, what good is that? Like, yeah. Okay. Just found it. It's Luke six thirty two through 36. I really wanted to have the exact words. <laughs> so it says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. I love that part. That's what I'm kind of talking about. Like, it shows that you are the son of the Most High when you when you exemplify Christ like that. Um, anyways, it says, For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you look in 1 Corinthians 13, I know everybody calls that the love chapter. Or, yeah. But it's so much more than that. It's a it's a command what we're called to do. I think it's best exemplified in the first just the first um three verses, but I'm just gonna read verse three because that's the one that sticks out the most. It says if I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Mm. Um so and whatever you say or whatever you do or um even if you go to the most extremes and love isn't your motive, then whatever you've done is nothing um, if love isn't the motive. Yeah, and so um, that was one of the thing, one of the biggest things you learned in that pastoral leadership class? Yeah, um, just how to love others better because, you know, um, that's what pastors and leaders um, in the church are expected to do um and uh, and christians as well all christians are called to love but um in the pastoral sense it gave me it opened up my eyes to a lot of new ways to love people yeah a deeper rooted so what about your other class that you were intriguingly mentioning earlier so (laughs) my second class i just finished this semester was um new testament one yeah I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that class. That's awesome. Um, it gave me a... I have a totally different way of 
reading and looking at the Gospels now. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So how would you say um, it's changed? Yeah, uh, he did, my professor was amazing. Um, He did a great job of breaking down um, the small things um, and the Gospels that I personally didn't catch before. Um, And he did a great job pointing those out and saying, hey, this isn't just a small thing. Yeah. This plays a major role, and here's mm-hmm. why. And then he goes into deep explanation, like, yeah. why is this so important, whether it's given specific dates on things or given context or given um, how this ties in historically. He just did. He was amazing. Yeah. What comes to mind for me, even though I wasn't in your class, <laughs> um, the story of, uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000, and then when they finish, there's 12 baskets left. Yeah. Like, that's just a small detail, but that has always, like, man, that part has always touched me, because it's, like, shows that Jesus, it's not just, oh, okay, and there were 12 left, you know, whatever. It's showing that Jesus was providing for his for his followers, and that he was providing their needs you know and and it's like man he is faithful to do that to us as well when we are following um him he will provide for us yeah i love he i used to be in a class talking about miracles but it yeah. wasn't super long but one of the things he did that was super amazing was we would talk about something in the new testament and then he would say something like if you want better reference i think we can look back to and he would take us back to the Old Testament. Yeah, that's and, cool. And he would bring a passage in the Old Testament, like prophesying or pointing to yeah. um, Jesus, because ultimately that's what the Old Testament is there to do, point to Jesus. So that that class was super awesome, and um, I would take it again. Yeah, and so that was, um, that New Testament professor is the pastor of Cosmosdale, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I actually went to, um, back when there were uh, restrictions on some of our services and stuff, I was like, I just need to go to church. And so I went to a Wednesday night service there, and um, it was really good. Like, so I thought it was going, like, there was going to be like a little bit of a sermon or something like that, just because that's what I've grown up with on Wednesday nights. Um, and I went in and it was, um, all prayer. Um, but it was, it was really cool just to see them, um, gathering together for the sole reason to pray for themselves, for their communities, for their friends, for their families, for people they, they don't even know. I thought it was so awesome that they, um, had a group that gathered to pray to God Almighty. Yeah. Um, he was super, super intentional and um, just a genuine scholar and professor. Yeah, I would if I could have him for every class. I would. He was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's too cool. So um, through this kind of journey of you being called to voice, um, you talked about kind of the process of God closing doors and God opening doors, and I know you talk about that often, and I think that's really cool so explain a little bit about what you mean and um how, how you think God moves in that way yeah so when you're genuinely seeking um the Lord and his will I think he can um I don't think I know he can 
open and closed doors. I know we kind of, you just kind of finished talking about gathering and praying, but yeah. just the importance of um, praying and not just praying for your wants and your desires, but praying with the right heart. Yeah. Um, like it says in James, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. And so I think when we when we pray, if we pray um, seeking God's will and what God wants rather than our own worldly desires and our own um, fleshly passions, God will reveal to us what um, He's seeking from us or um, what steps um, He desires for you to take. And in that same section, it talks about God um, opposing the prideful and giving grace to the humble and so when we pray um making sure to humble ourselves let's see here in james 4 humble yourself before the lord and he will exalt you that humble is so like um imperative there like this is what you need to do it's it's not a suggestion just like we were talking about with love it's a command and, and Christ commands us to do these things in his word. So going back to kind of what we were talking about with God being the one who closes and opens the doors, um, he's the one in control. But many times when we get that door closed on us, we feel like God is like betraying us in this sense. And like, how could you do this? And what what's going on? We feel so lost and... Um, confused and hurt and just well what do I do now you know if we would only press into trusting in him in that season when God closes the door because what you know what God has planned for us will come about (laughs) when he decrees something it's not oh I hope this happens for them I hope it goes like this um, I hope they turn to me. It's no, what what God has planned will come about. What God has decreed will happen. Um, and so if God, if God had planned for this to go this way, we have to trust that it, it didn't throw him by surprise. It obviously threw us by surprise. Um, cause we're like, what the heck? I thought this I thought this was the room I was supposed to be in. Why is it, why is it shutting on me? And it feels like it's enclosing and, um, what's that word? Uh, when you feel like the walls are caving in and it feels claustrophobic and you're like, oh my gosh, what, what's going on now? But in those times, it's important to press into, um, the fact that he is the provider, like we were talking about with the 12 baskets left over and, he is the protector and he is the sovereign creator. That door that's coming for us, whatever that may be, like it may be something that you don't necessarily see coming at all. Mm-hmm. It may not be what you originally wanted, but honestly, it doesn't really matter what you want. Um, following God and, and and doing what he wants is what we are called to do to um, submit to our heavenly father. And, um, many times, um, I've found that when I have been in active service to the Lord, um, and submitting to him that he does bless me 
And I think that's because when we submit to the Lord with a uh, humble heart and and we pray, um, it's not because um, God is, you know, aligning with us. It's us aligning with God. And so our desires start to become his desires um, because we're being humble and we're being in submission to him. And so I think that's so cool that like, God can change our desires too to be holy, you know, and like just that process of of sanctification, you know, because I'd rather have my desires change to be what the Lord um, calls me to desire, I guess, versus um, wanting something wrongful and getting it desiring mm-hmm. something sinful and receiving it because mm-hmm. that's only going to bring no bueno, you know, <laughs> but like, I think that's like a, a really healthy prayer to pray. And I listened to a sermon about this and I've been trying to do it ever since. And it is pretty crazy how you start to desire things that, um, the Lord calls of us. You want to be with the church. You want to um, read your word. You want to pray. You want to have that time with God. Um, and that's that's such a blessing because I feel like there's many times when Christians go through this period of um, not desiring what is righteous, what is holy. And um, we've talked about that before. We've both been in that spot before. And I think honestly, if you're honest, um, a lot of Christians have at least had a time of, even even if it's as simple as, I don't want to do this right now, you know, and like denying the spirit and giving into the flesh. And so um, those desires, like First Peter talks about, wage war against your soul. Um, and so having the Lord align your desires with his when he does that oh it's such a blessing it is such a blessing and there's so much more joy in that Mm -hmm. the time with the lord the um the time with the church talking with him and hearing from him and being in his presence like that is so much more rewarding and beneficial and um the ultimate like thirst quencher mm-hmm. like i love dr pepper but dr pepper's <laughs> only gonna get you some only gonna get you so far you need that water like yeah. to survive and it's it's so much better for you long term um and thankfully jesus is the the living water is uh what he said yeah so overall um god is the ultimate opener and closer of doors and like you said, he's not taken by surprise of anything that happens. Um, he knows what's coming and the outcome of whatever comes our way before it even draws near to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's a comforting thing too, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's like, okay, I may not know what's coming, but he does. So it, it almost, for me, like uh, compels me to be more... Um, trusting in him because it's like you're the one who knows all you're the one who's in control of all let me press into you 
and uh, know that you are are in control. Yeah, um, I'm glad I'm not in control. Yeah. <laughs> um, Me too. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> a um, uh, a good friend of mine um, preached on a Wednesday night, and um, one of the things he said that stuck with me ever since is. Um, if you were God, you'd put yourself in the exact same situation if you knew what God knew. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, we just trust whatever God does because he knows what he's doing. And, um, yeah, cause he is the definition of good and right. And so the moves that he makes, we have to know that because, um, he is the good and righteous God that, um, the moves that he makes are just and holy and right because yeah. he's the one making them. Yeah. We may not understand it all. It may not make sense to us and it may never for some things on earth. Yeah. But we do know that we have um, the God who is almighty, all knowing, all good um, and just. And so what he decrees to be um we must trust in and follow his word and what he has told us to do um, because he is that ultimate creator and light on the path. Um, and, and that's what he says in his word, that his word is a light unto our path. And so reading your Bible, asking God to align your desires with his is so, so important. So as we come to a close... One of the questions that I have for you is, two years ago, if you had a piece of advice for yourself, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of a, kind of got to soak on that one for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I look back at who I used to be um, a lot of times, and I thank God that I'm not who I used to be because I'm, I, I wasn't even closer at all who I am today two years ago. Um, so two years ago, I probably would have told myself, I'd probably tell myself, um, just absolutely surrender. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a good reminder for me to tell myself that because this life is not mine. Yeah. Um, this life is not my own. Um, I'm under... Um, God's control in full surrender, whatever he says, whatever he wants, whatever he asks, um, I'm more willing today to do whatever he asks and whatever he says than I was two years ago. And that has been the key um, for me personally to to being where I am today. Yeah. Um, full, full surrender. Yeah. And that came about because of his grace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's such a good word because many times it's very easy to surrender to the parts, um, and the commands that we like and not so much to the ones <laughs> that we don't like. Yeah. It's hard to submit. Um, and it, it's, it can be hard to love others when we may not like them, you know, but Ultimately, we are called to do things that our flesh does not like. And so we must take up our cross daily and bear it because we are Christ's followers. We follow Christ. We do not follow flesh. 
and it's so easy to say that and forget what it means. So, Isaac, I have absolutely enjoyed it. It's been a blessing and a joy to have you on this podcast this week. I'm definitely um, super excited to have you as my first guest and to continue the journey of, of having others on. Um, thank you so much for your advice and your wisdom and your life experiences. I know that other people will definitely enjoy this episode, too. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm thankful um, that you asked me, um, and I'm excited to see what God does and how God uses this podcast to further his kingdom. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I guess I will see you, um, next week on Lunch with Lainey. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.